Hey, yeah. Hey. Sundown. Yeah. Bow. You. Even when you do go. Do, 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 So childish. This is how we start with your shenanigans. Okay. I'm in a great mood today. Uh, what up, podcast land? This is the journey of a relationship on the I Can't Afford to Quit Podcast Network. I am your co-host, Brentel, along with... Janelle. And today we're going to run the show a little bit different. More order. Oh, my gosh. Dad. Hold on. Um, first story. Speaking of being organized, parents who, I mean, children of divorced marriages, studies show that they have lower love hormones, mm-hmm. a.k.a. oxytocin. Um, this article states that the it's almost like a trauma that they experience in divorce, which... It affects their ability to form like like bonding with bonding and attachments and like being loved and hugged by significant others. Uh, that usually releases oxytocin in your brain, which allows you to form attachments. Mm-hmm. Why not? That is there's a disconnect from your your brain releasing oxytocin in your brain. I mean, from f- releasing from your brain. Um so, long story short, it states that from kids who've been through divorce with their parents have less love hormone. Have you noticed that with Livy or Kevin? Yes, because they, when I was got divorced from their dad, like they were like little kids. And so, um, that's all they know is, you know, uh, their parents not being together and, you know, things that they, um, saw, I think it probably did like shape their view on love Mm -hmm. because it was like unhealthy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then like from my perspective of like seeing my parents are still married and have been married for like over 40 years. Um, my outlook on love is a lot different. I'm more like positive and upbeat and I, you know, believe in it and it's just all Mary Poppins. But, um, I think they are like more detached and they're more indifferent. I think about showing or affection or rec- more like receiving it too. So mm-hmm. what, what's your experience? I think about my kids like with, well, Ava would be different. She probably would, you know, gone through this. Well, we have Lena too, but. Like, cause I, how much does this affect children with parents who were never married? Mm. You know what I mean? And like, 
for I mean Ava's seen her sister Lee. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would I would assume that this is definitely taking an effect on her related to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on how old you were too when your parents like broke up. Um like in your case, you were a little bit older mm-hmm. than our kids were when they had to go through it. So you got a longer like taste of like marriage and your parents like being in the same household and all of that. So where it wasn't like all bad or it was you got to see like healthy doses of it. Like it wasn't just, you know, all unhealthy. Right. And think our our kids being like much younger, they got a more of a dose of like negative shit. How do you feel about that? I mean, it kind of, in a way, it like makes me sorry, kind of sad in a way because like. Ideally, you know what I'm saying? You want that for your kids, like the happy marriage and, you know, for the parents to be together ideally. But then it's like you have to do as the adult, like what's best for you and your mental health. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that that situation, I couldn't be in any longer, but I also knew that that would be better for my kids too, to not see all of that like drama and unhappiness so um I think it it was for the best and you just gotta believe that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I think about that a lot especially with like Ava's the way she's like withdrawn from meeting new people and stuff yeah but I think it's just then you have to just keep like talking to them as a parent and just let them know like hey just because you know this situation turned out like this that doesn't mean that it's gonna be that way for you I say it's all my fault you know no not at all I think you you just hedge the bets I mean, probably I'm willing to bet it was your fault in the sense of that situation. But I mean, like, you have to take in consideration, like, how young and immature you were as well. And then just because you have a kid with somebody, that doesn't mean that person is, is right for you or meant to be in your life forever. So, hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. you should have, consider it like, I'd rather have like two whole parents or two whole entities, like, than, you know, broken together. Right, in the same household. Yeah. So you gotta look at it like that. Living under turmoil. Exactly. Uh, romantic partners influence each other's goals. Um, this comes from, uh, Science Daily. 
Uh, over the long term, what one partner in a two partner or two person relationship wishes to avoid, so too does the other partner. And what one partner chooses to achieve, so does the other. These effects can be observed regardless of gender, age, and length of relationships as researchers report in a study then of more than three or 450 couples. <clears throat> I guess I was kind of thinking about this a little bit more. Um, I guess your partner does have the ability to influence you because um, let's say one person is trying to get in shape <clears throat> and do better, eat better, you know, exercise. And then the other person is not there yet. And they're like, hey, let's get a pizza or you know you want a burger, then maybe you'll be more likely to crack or like be like, okay, let's do that. You know, instead of sticking to your goal. But then at the same time, like depending if your partner, if you know they're like convicted in what they want to do, then you could be supportive even though you're doing your own thing and not try to like influence them negatively while you still do what you want to do, even if you're not ready to, you know, do what they're doing. Yeah. Well, what I read with the coolest part of the article, like with the most informative part of the article was that, um, daily goals, um, they can affect you like slightly the daily goals of the partner you know what I'm saying like this is what I want to do today you know what I mean the mid mid level <clears throat> they uh, they coincide the most with changing the energy and the Unity of both mm-hmm. partners, right? But the long-term goals take several days to several months to coincide on both parties. Yeah. But that's the most intense one. Yep. Is the long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's very interesting considering like we, that's what I wanted to talk about. Boom, I'll come back to that. Um, <clears throat> Is that? <clears throat> but um, the long term mechanism being triggered is because we look at stability in relationships that reflects our stability mm-hmm. yes but that links to like why the long term relationships like they're not the long term the long term goals affect the most hmm. between the two people. Um, let's see. Um, do I really want to talk about this right now? What? I, I wish I could, um, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I wish I could, um, pull this article up here for you. Yeah. 
the secrets of thriving couples right now in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read the overview. Oh, no. What? <laughs> I'm not reading the overview. Like, I'm not about to read. I'm talking about the bold letters. Okay, oh, my love. Uh, novelty can help, number one. Couples in- introducing novelty into their relationships at this time of extended togetherness are on to something. Oh, so oh, they did a whole oh, a whole study. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Talk less, listen more. That's something I have to do. Mm-hmm. I like to talk a lot. Um, I guess because definitely learning your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care about this article. It's all they said. It's just one thing. I mean, in a nutshell, like, what do you think it takes to get through it with your partner? Okay, so we could just talk about what we did. We yeah. talked a lot. <laughs> we talked a lot we laughed a lot mm-hmm. and we learned a lot about each other throughout this pandemic mm-hmm. yeah and I think like you can't just focus on like what's been taken away mm-hmm. but like find the good in the situation like what, do you, what did you get to do um, and like you said, we got to spend like a lot of quality time together. Um, you'll like this. You save some money, uh, without having to like go out on dates as much. But that's the callback from the previous episode. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I think we discovered like new activities to do. We and cooked a lot with each other too. Yeah, and we discovered we like to walk around Costco's and Sam's and look at TVs. Little small stuff, <laughs> very small stuff. That yeah, watch TV shows, like discover new shows, binge mm-hmm. watch shows. Yeah, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, this is just talking points for us. <laughs> you just on doing. fries. I'm just on fries today. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if I sent you this. It said there's an app now for polygamists. Yeah, you did. Okay. You sent me that mess. Well, you didn't send me the article, but. Okay. Um. I just read it. I seen it and I was like, whoa, times are changing. Oh, here's an article. It's just a video. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. Let's, we're going to pull it up and see what. Oh, shit. It's called Sister Wives. Oh, no. It's what? It's called Sister Wives, the app. Mm-mm, that based on the show? Uh, let's find out. If it'll play. Why should your business go high? Uh-uh. We're going to let that add. We're going to let that uh, add. So how you doing? Hey, don't free buddy. Yeah. Where you been at? You been all right? You been good. You feeling all right? 
How hard has it been to be on your own, providing for two kids? It is a struggle. There are, of course, there are times where I just want to cry and don't think I could do it. But then, you know, I come from very strong women in my family. And my sisters, they're like, it'll get better. Life will get better. And about six months ago, it did. Tracy met Gary online, and slowly they built a romantic relationship over the phone. It sounds like a modern-day fairy tale, but get this. Tracy met Gary on SisterWives.com, an unusual but surprisingly popular dating website that caters to aspiring polygamists. Wait, let me pause this. SisterWives.com. Your one-stop shop. (laughs) All the wives and husbands. (laughs) Oh, your face dropped. That was so good. It did. I am shocked and appalled. But I shouldn't be. You can't be appalled. You can't be appalled because it's a matter of everybody's everybody's love and relationship is like their own personal laptop. So you can't judge. You know what I'm saying? Let them look at their own screen and you look at your screen. Eyes on your own paper. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, Women who seek more than one life partner. Gary already has one wife and now he's looking for another. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh man! So, Safe or sporty? Oh, nope. See, I told you now. We want stop hide. now. <laughs> <laughs> See, trying to get all the money. No. You think polygamy is actually like okay? It works for people. Like, see, here's the thing. Like, for me, I look at it like judging it is almost like saying. Because it, you, you're, you're seeing it from these, this American Christian values. Right? Okay. That's your perspective. Somewhere over across the pond, they may not, they, they don't, their ideology is different. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know your ideology, so I'm not going to say what you believe is wrong. Because I'm looking at the whole big picture. So I can't say that you believe in polygamy is wrong. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it won't work for me because I don't like a lot of people. I kill you too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it won't work for me. That's okay. What I'm saying. Like, uh, beyond that, not just not liking people. Yeah. Yeah. You're enough. Thank you. You should have led with <laughs> you that. You know what I'm saying? Look, here's the thing. You're enough. And, yeah, it's... One woman is too much. At times. So why would you have anybody who want to be married to... Oh, you got to... No. What's it's the been, next don't work subject? For me. Sorry. Huh? What's the next subject? Mm. Moving on. You can you can talk. You you can talk because you can speak from a woman's perspective of polygamy. You know what I'm saying? Two if it's a whole bunch of guys. Will be a you know what I'm next. You said what? Two of y'all will be a headache. Two of you, I can't do it. I will run away. Next topic. Oh um, well, I say what I say and I stand on it. Mm. 
Mm. You need to fix it. I'm not fixing nothing. I should be able to talk and say how I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said what I said. Mm, I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> not for me. Uh, yeah, but like, like, but you again. You could say it's not for you, but I wouldn't say it's wrong. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I feel you. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the difference between internal issues between uh, the internal how how men and wish men and women deal with eternal internal issues. Mm. Um, the reasons for both behavior, both different types of behavior. I think I just think like men are conditioned to not talk. And like talking is a weakness and sharing feelings is a weakness. And I think that if you've been taught that from an early age, then it's much harder to share, like let things out and not internalize things. And I think women, we just naturally like we share, we talk more like we don't have all of those like um I guess obstacles or we're not taught that we shouldn't talk about how we feel. So it's easier mm-hmm. than what you uh, men have to go through, I think. Yeah, you got the the whole aspect of you shouldn't be crying, you shouldn't be you got to be tough, you got to um you don't let nobody see you crying. Don't let nobody see you sweat. Don't let nobody, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the list goes on. So you just just grow up internalizing those things and keeping them to yourself and putting on this veneer Armor, of yeah. being this well put together person. Um, I guess well, for me, I can only speak for me, but it's like, uh, I have issues with vulnerability behind it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's like a, a lifelong process to work on and undo and unlearn and try to move and be better at it. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, counseling is the key then to kind of, I guess unravel some of that, like those old thought processes, like. Uh, I guess so. Um, um, I guess. I mean, how do you, does it take a certain type of, like the right type of relationship? Like, does that help? Like, or is it just something like from within that you have to I think it's within. believe I, that it's me, important? Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. We supposed to be working on that. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, it's the. Let me turn it down. That gentleman. You like that? I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's the unraveling, the fear of unraveling, and not being able to put the yarn back on the. Spittle, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is for me. But if you, does it help that you're in a relationship where it's 
it feels safe to do it? Um, it's not a matter of feeling safe to me. It's like not being a burden. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like I can do that, but like, don't put extra on nobody. But doesn't you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah, but can it lighten your load if you if you allow the unraveling process to happen? Like, don't you feel like you'd be freer once you get all of that weight off of you? I feel free now, though. Okay. I guess you know what. I don't. Ah, very deep. I think. I hope this is not too loud in the mix. Um. I feel like freedom and being out of control are two different ends of the spectrum. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I don't like being out of control. Like emotionally just everyday getting through life. I don't like to be out of control. If that makes dear I get it, but it's like why is sharing and not internalizing feel like you don't have control? Um, because like you can see, it's it's like you adult talk to yourself, you know, like it's this thing of, yeah, you got these struggles, but you're like, hey, we're going to be fine. We'll steer through this. We're going to storm. This too shall pass. We'll just keep it together and we're just, yep, we're going to power right through, drive right through it. We're going to keep going. Yeah. And I'm handling it. That's me. You know what I'm saying? So it's. It's an umbrella in the thunderstorm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, you might get, you know, you still got some covering or whatever that you, you need, you need the umbrella, but it's still going to rain regardless if, you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm. I guess it's, it's having windshield wipers in the car driving through a, through a thunderstorm. Okay. Um, that's how I get through it, you know? It's turning the windshield wipers on. Right, but sharing and opening up could feel like putting the car in the garage. Then the car's not moving. But it's covered. But we have to get through. <laughs> yeah, but when you get through the storm you know and you're saying? pulling your garage or you're covered from that the storm, then you feel at peace. I'm not getting wet anymore. I'm, I'm dry. I'm safe. I'm at peace. I have. <laughs> Thank you for trying. I made it. I made it home. Thank you for trying. And love messed, is home, and love you, is the garage. <laughs> you messed up my metaphor. Hey, the car mm. is your bike. I don't. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> no, but um, what I mean by it's like you, you're getting through it by you're driving in a car in a thunderstorm. In the, you know what I mean? In yeah, you can see. And, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, But you still, you can't stop. You got to keep going. Yeah. And that's just how I've been built. Just keep going. Just you get through it. I guess sometimes, I guess it's more or less pulling over. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Taking refuge. In addressing. Refuge. Yeah. Yeah. It's the part that I... But you're like, nope, I got a destination. I yep. got to keep going. I got to keep moving. I don't have time to stop. Yeah. And stopping and pulling over is like... Or, you know, hop, pull the car over long enough to let your passengers sit in, in the ride. And they go on a journey with you and you can talk to them all the way while you got the windshield wipers <laughs> going and... And you both make it there, but they're included in the on the ride. Okay, the episode title is "Pull the Car Over." Shut up and drive. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> no, I guess that's the how I handle things as a man. Like just you know, mm-hmm. do the grown up talk to yourself. You know. Yeah. Uh, my fuck it button is 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 very touchy. So I just you know fuck it and we keep going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <clears throat> It'll be all right. Trigger finger. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's helpful though, really, to be like fuck it to a lot of things. Yeah. And not like uh, I'm gonna cut you off type of way, but like this internal issue, like fuck it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. keep mashing. Especially if it's something you can't control. Control. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, we have a. Is it wrong? Is it wrong to have unknown accounts because your significant other is bad with money? I'm always gonna lead with. Uh, Let me try something. All right, answer. <laughs> Is it wrong? So I say it is wrong only because I like to err on the side of transparency and being open. So I feel like if you feel like you need to do that then you need to let your person know like hey um this is why I feel the need to do this um and if you show me that you can be more financially responsible then I will include you in this but I think you should let the person know and you shouldn't just keep it like unknown sometimes is necessary if they're bad with money because then they would like to that's the whole key if they're bad with money I know but you tell them Mm-mm, you can't do that with everybody this is like this, this is why I ask this question like if you knew like your significant other is bad with money they're gonna if they know there's a pile of money they're gonna like come up with these ways to use it or we could do this we could do that and da la 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 and you like you know you need pad money okay but what's wrong with telling them like look if you were more this or you were or you showed me that you could be financially um, responsible, we get on a budget, do whatever need, needs to happen, then I'll put you on this account or whatever. 
give them an opportunity to fix it, to get to do better. Okay. All right. Cool. You don't believe in second chances? No, I'm saying if the, if my significant other was bad with money, and I knew that. There's there's a whole different types of, of bad, right? Right. Subjective. But I'm saying, like, sometimes you need to save the whole family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're doing it for their own yeah, exactly. good. Like, every, I don't know what we might end up in. You know what I mean? So have you basically just made peace with the fact that they'll always be bad with money? I guess, in, in a sense, if you did that, that's what... What it would be? Hmm. Okay. Well, so that's the deeper. Questions. That's the deeper yeah. going underneath it. Absolutely. And how important is that in choosing a partner? Hmm. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Oh, uh, you remember when when we were in Florida and my parent, my, my dad and my stepmom were talking about how they both are with money mm-hmm. and how their relationship with money was kind of similar. Yeah. I think that's another key of making a relationship work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially if you have long-term goals. Yeah. Now, you can't do that with anybody, but if it's somebody that you're married to or you know is going to be... That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, with you, then for sure you should be aligned. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? I just found a really cool geek music uh, playlist. No, I don't think so. You sure? Last time um, I thought about something, you told me that it should have been earlier in the show. Oh, what's that? <laughs> no, I'm talking about when I was like, well, what about the highs and lows of 2020? You were like, well, that you should have said something earlier. In oh, show. yeah. Right. Do you want to talk about that? No, it's too late. We already we had a that. lot of highs. <laughs> we did. We really did. Just a stunt on you fault niggas. Mm. <laughs> but we don't do that. So. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Um, but no, we don't. I don't think we had. I mean, we had lows, but they weren't. I think the low probably was like the major low was like the health scare mm-hmm. of my dad. Yeah. That was a tough time. Mm-hmm. And like when he was in the hospital, mm-hmm. can't get in, can't get through. Getting frustrated, having you call back to back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that was hard. And it, anyway. So, yeah, it was like a helpless time. Yeah. But it has gotten better. Yes. Way better. Way better. Uh, Other than that, I think it's been mostly like wins for real. Good times. Great. Fun to 150 times. more. <laughs> God willing. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think about anything else. Oh, 
that idea that the idea that I was talking about. What did I say? Huh. Oh, base. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I had this thought while I was walking my route, and I thought like expectations in a relationship of like what you want out of a relationship has a lot to do with your ego. Okay. It's seen through the eyes and the perspective of your ego. You know what I'm saying? You had your, your perspective of relationships a lot of times could have ego goggles on until you become, you go through certain things and you learn to appreciate the reality of it. Not your your these goggles that you have on. Yeah. And I think when it's just theory. My theory is like people who've gone through that process of removing the goggles and seeing reality for reality have long lasting healthy relationships. When both people have the goggles removed. Yeah, because you can see more clearly. Yeah. It's more realistic. Um, your expectations of what a relationship should be. Okay. You have anything else? Any, can you mm-hmm. go underneath it? No, I want a frosty. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready to. Um, <laughs> Over you. Um, until next time, we will speak to you guys next week and come up with a better show. We were all over the place. We stopped a million times, had a million takes, but we got through it and hopefully it sounds cohesive. Oh, that's the plan. You know, if it doesn't, maybe y'all don't even notice. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye.